0: We're going to talk of Avani and we've got Rowat Singh on the line. So, good afternoon to you, Rowan. Afternoon. Good day, James. Yep, yeah, look, uh, it, it's great now. I know we were hoping to get you on last week when uh, Darren from the Merrick's store was on, but I think you were out doing an exam or something really exciting like that. <laughs>
1: No, I was I was away last week, unfortunately. Yeah, um, microbiology was the subject, so uh, yeah. trust me, I'd much rather be having a chat with you than uh, <laughs> down in, in the labs last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, though, because with I mean microbiology, I'm sure there is a link there to winemaking.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's pretty key, pretty fundamental. Um, so I'm just. Uh, um, I'm currently studying part of my wine science degree, so um, I've been working with with Mum here at the winery for the last probably five years. But but you know it was it was always a goal of mine to go back and and get some of that you know theoretical fundamental sort of knowledge, um, which you can really only do down down there. So
2: you know, it's been it's been a really
0: great experience. Now you guys are in uh, Stanley's Road there, ninety eight Stanley's Road, Red Hill South. Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah. What 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 can you tell us about that particular block in terms of its uh, its value for for growing wine? Yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we are based in on on the probably the, the top part of Stanley's Road in Red Hill. So you know that's the road that goes all the way from Red Hill into Mm. Um where where our aspect is, is, you know, quite a quite an interesting aspect in that it's um up on the hill but it is it is fairly sheltered. Um so really beautiful microclimate for for, for growing grapes and and for us here it's it's a hundred percent Syrah on our home block. So so we've got about ten acres of um Shiraz grapes um here um that that mum mum and dad have, you know, been looking after twenty years. Um and you know, farming it all all organically and biodynamically in that time as well. So for us on on, the, on our home block, you know, it's really about sustainable viticultural practices. Um, and you know, it's a beautiful, cool climate site uh, on the Mornington Peninsula.
2: Kevin White here, right? I was. Hi, Kevin. Uh, how are you? Oh well, thank you. I was there at the winery when you were pulling out the Chardonnay from the home block, and it was great <laughs> grief, I can tell you. That <laughs> Yours, yeah, no, um, I'm not, not downgrading <laughs> the syrup by any means, but your Chardonnay was excellent, and to know that it was coming to an okay. end was just catastrophic.
1: I know. You're not the only one that said that. Um, I think a few people saw us pulling out those wines going, what are these guys doing? <laughs> um, but with, uh, <laughs> there's still a few bottles. I think it was the, it would have been in 07, I think, that Mum and Dad probably pulled out that block and That'd planted
2: it. Right. That a few bottles tucked away so we'll have to uh we'll have to reminisce, reminisce about the chardonnay over one of those i think That'd be, be lovely.
0: yeah it'd be very interesting to see how you know 14 years on how it how it's held up because there is a time when yep. the cool climate chardonnays really do grow but they get drunk so quickly that you don't know how how long they'll keep <laughs> developing
1: um, we we actually cracked a couple of bottles last year over summer and um no, they still have that freshness they still have that longevity um i think you know uh, the viticulture that's done up here on the peninsula not just us you know even more broadly you know mm. people are people are really you know looking at looking at those um sustainable aspects to to what they're doing so you know they're trying to look after the soil trying to you know um Ensure you've got that beautiful um, natural balanced acidity um, or acid profile in those wines. Um, so I think they're really, you know, st- standing up over over many years. And you know, in in those times as well, you know, we were very fortunate to have have Philip Jones from Bass Philip making those wines.
0: Oh, so,
2: you know, they're, yeah. they're, we were definitely in
0: good hands. <laughs> okay. Look, let's talk a little bit about the 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 Shiraz, the Syrah, for a while, and then we'll get back to the other ones and. And, sure. and, and discover where where the shardi now comes from, um, but uh, Avani uh, Syrah, which is your cool climate Shiraz, that's all yep. from the estate there. From what you're saying,
1: correct? Yes. So the Syrah all grown on the estate. So as mentioned, we've got about 10 acres under vine now. Um, some some parts are newer planting. Some are you know quite old. They were you know some of the original plantings were even before our time when we we took over in the late 90s. Um, so you know, you're talking about 30 to 40 year old vines in some some sort of aspects, um, mm. and then some of the newer blocks that you know we replanted effectively about 10 15 years ago are now are now quite are now productive. Um, so the whole the whole site um, has been managed organically from you know 20 years ago, and since that time as well, we've incorporated a lot of biodynamic aspects. So what that what that means is you know we try and work on soil health for us it's all about how do we get a healthier soil and and to do that you need that you know diverse micro you know you need that diverse microbial activity which comes from you know diverse fauna flora and you know the place having its own ecosystem and that we've seen over the last 10 years you know the a change in the soil structures and and effectively a change in that healthy vineyard which which means if you've got a healthy soil you've got you know stronger vines healthier vines and mm-hmm. at the end of the day taste. Everything comes only from our, from our estate vineyard, and everything's actually made on the property as well. So our, our little winery is located on site. Um, our approach to winemaking is, you know, one of minimal intervention. So what that means is we're, we're trying to be as gentle in the winemaking process as we, as we possibly can. So, um, you know, we're, we're using gravity where possible, minimising the use of pumps. Um, all the wines are allowed to uh, ferment naturally, so it's a wild yeast ferment. After, after you know, they'll they'll start fermenting after about you know between five to ten days, depending on on, on the grape varietal. Um, and and through the rest of the journey, we you know we we allow the wine to to evolve you know as it as it should. And just before bottling, all we do is you know we we ensure that there's uh you know there's no fining or filtration, okay. and, and then everything is bottled on site. So the as we make the wine, you know the the growing and the making and everything up until bottle really happens all all at Avani.
0: Okay, and uh, f- French oak, I believe uh, you you're using. Yep. Yep. How long? So
1: we use. Yep. So we're using uh, French oak. We use a little bit of depending on the vintage. We use, we use a little bit of new and a little bit of older oak. Okay. Um, and it's all all French. Barrels, we're using larger format, the 300-litre barrels, uh, for 18 months. So the wine, the Syrah particularly is in, in barrel for about 18 months before bottling.
2: Now, Rod, your concentration on natural systems and developing the earth, the soil, uh, some years ago you actually changed the name of the vineyard to represent that. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. how many people would know what Avani means, so you want to talk to us about that?
1: you know, farming in, in those aspects back in, back in the 90s. And what we wanted to do was one of the meaning of our place to sort of resonate with that. So Avani or Avni um, is a Sanskrit word. So it's the ancient, um, it's what Hindi was derived from. So similar to how English to Latin, um, Sanskrit is to Hindi. Um, and it means Mother Earth. So because of everything we do really comes from the soil and from Mother Earth, I thought it, you know, we thought it had a great sort of connection to, to what we were doing. So Absolutely. So we, we changed yeah. the name back in 2009, um, which coincided with the first year that actually mum started making wine in her own right um, um, back then. So that was that was when the Avani Syrah was born.
0: Right. And um, I believe the one that people would be able to get now is 218. So you've been... Not eighteen months in the oak, but it's been sitting there just, just uh, nurturing away, really, hasn't it? That's it, quite a that's Absolutely. nearly four years, isn't it? Gee whiz!
1: Yeah, it's um. So we like to k- keep the wines, um, you know, back a little bit. You know, Syrah being that more, you know, tannic variety as well. You know, having that extra time in in the barrel and a little bit of bottle age as well, we find that that it just it just helps. Um, uh, upon release so we would have released the 18 i think late last year okay um and we're sort of where we've we've probably got a few months to go before we've the 19s or 19s will be ready so we're not far from the next vintage but you know for those of you that want to come out and try the 18s which and i have to say the 18 was a really gifted year all around not just for Syrah, i think but on the peninsula as a whole it was a it was a warmer, warmer year, more consistent year from a growing point of view. Um, so I think you're, you're going to find wines with that great, you know, fruit profile and, and robustness um, coming from that particular vintage.
2: Now, Robert, you obviously became frustrated that that the uh, the Stanley block just wasn't big enough, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure when, but you've <laughs> now got at least three other vineyards that you're getting fruit from. Talk us through yeah, yeah. Uh, your second label, the Emirate uh, label.
1: Absolutely. So we, um, you know, we, and and this is, you know, Mum and Dad were the driving force behind this. You know, we, we have been making Syrah for, for a number of years, but, you know, we, we also wanted to make some of those very classic and traditional Mornington Peninsula varietals, such as your Pinot Noir and Chardonnay and Pinot Gris. Um, so the journey started maybe in... I think twenty fifteen was probably the first year um, where we we were working with a with a local um, grower down in Main Ridge, just on on Tucks Road. So we got our first parcel of Pinot Gris fruit from from that particular site. Um, and, you know, we, we started started off with a bit of Pinot, I think it was Pinot Gris and Pinot Noir back in 2015, and um, it's the the range and uh, has grown since then. So all of these wines that, that aren't estate grown, which is, you know, everything other than the Syrah, really, um, fall under our Amrith range. Amrith um, is a Sanskrit word. Um, it means nectar, um, <laughs> so it's, nice uh, you know, nectar for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, you're using that same uh, that same vineyard in, in Tux Road now, still are you after yeah, seven, yeah, eight we're years? Yeah, i Still
1: very fortunate to work with them. Um, and and you 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 got Mantons Creek, um, on Tux Road. Um, okay. Who are very kindly, you know, we've been working with and and buying the fruit from there for for a number of years. And you know they they you know they adopt a very similar philosophy to ourselves around you know you know good farming practices and. Practices. Um, so a lot of our Pinot Gris, not all, all our Pinot Gris effectively comes from from that from that site. Um, we love it, you know, not just for the farming, but also for for the location. It's 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 probably one of the coolest sites on on the peninsula. At a higher elevation, it sits in this little valley, so it Allowed. allows for this really long ripening period, which is beautiful for Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris that they have. There. They've got a little bit of Chardonnay too, and and we also make some small batch wines from their sort of Alsace blocks. So you've got some Sauvignon Blanc, we've got a little bit of, we do a skin contact Moscato, we do a, a little bit of Gewurztraminer when it's on offer. So um, you'll find these are really small batch wines coming from, from that particular vineyard. Um, and then there are, there are probably two more sites on the peninsula that we're also working with, um, one in Red Hill, one in Balnaring, um, both, you know, adopting organic farming practices now. Um, and, you know, that's where our Pinot Noirs and, and Chardonnays um, are coming
0: from. Okay. Now, D- Darren mentioned last week when he was in the studio that it, he had, had a tasting of the uh, the Pinot Gris the skin contact, and that yep. when you when you look at the the bottle, it's just got that incredible, almost orange uh, colour. What what can you tell us about that? That's special about the way you've done it?
1: Yeah. So the the one, and and I think the guys had that for for their dinner the other week,
0: yes, um, and um,
1: unfortunately we we couldn't attend. Um, the, we make the, the Pinot Gris two styles. So we take, which is a whole bunch pressed and fermented, and we use old oak for fermentation, again, French oak. So that's your more more traditional, where it's, you know, your, your straw-coloured um, wine. And then we do this the orange variety, which is actually such a, such a different colour, but also a very different flavour profile. So for the skin contact, what we do is we ferment it on skins and stalks. So it's uh, four weeks um, fermented, Wild yeast again, um, and then after four weeks, we cross off, and it goes into barrel. So it stays in barrel for another twelve months. Um, the, the The reason it's getting that orange color is Pinot Gris. I think I believe is sort of you know uh, a derivative of or a uh, you know a combination of Pinot Noir and, and probably another varietal. And um, when it ripens, it actually has a has this dark pink. Um, hue, the the, the grapes or the skins of the grapes themselves. So different to a Chardonnay, where when it ripens, it's going to be yellow in colour, similar to what you might see in the, you know a grapes in a supermarket. Um, the Pinot Gris is very different. So all those phenolics, that that pinky colour, um, is and, and when you ferment for four weeks, that extraction. Um, brings that colour in, as well as the flavour profile is very different. So you're getting this bergamot tea notes, as well as spice and, and orange rind. Right? It's a very, very different flavour profile, and quite you know savoury uh, on the palate,
0: very textural. So, so, yeah, I was just thinking, some people there, if they're doing a blind tasting, uh, they probably struggle to pick it as a agree from what you're saying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Totally different to your very classic green, where you're getting those stone fruits and that beautiful, you know, yeah. freshness. This is a little bit more sp- savoury, a bit spicy. Um, a really good food wine as well. So you know, um, pairs really well with fresh Asian flavours. Um, seafood goes particularly well with it. But but yeah, you, it's it's definitely its own thing. Um, when it, <laughs> you can't really put that one in a
0: box. And um, just just looking on your website at the moment, and and. That's sort of saying that that should hold up well till 2027 you or thereabouts the avani uh, sirah uh, it's saying can be sold up to 2034 so you know another 10 12 years easily
1: absolutely the um the Syrahs, you know have that longevity about them i mean on the conservative side we say 15 years but you know we've we, we've opened bottles that that we've had for 20 years and they're still fresh. So, um, you know, if anything, the label sort of errs on the side of caution. But um, the Syrahs are there to put away, but you can drink today as well. You know, decant them and, and, and um, you know, they're, they're ready for you. Um, whereas the the Amrith range, which is, you know, the Skin Contact gri and the others, they're more of a drink now style. You could put them away for a couple of years, but, you know, we encourage everyone to have those now.
2: Yeah, You've got quite a distribution network, right? That uh, I had a look on the website and it lists... 70 to 80 different places in Victoria alone and there's more in New South Wales and some in Queensland and you're also uh, going international with Japan, UK and are you still in Hong Kong with what's happened there?
1: Yeah we're still in Hong Kong but it's been pretty slow down there so things things have definitely really slowed down. Um, We've got a great relationship with our our distributor out there so I think they're sort of similar to how we were during our lockdowns. I think they're just riding the wave for the minute
2: mm, while mm. things
1: are slowing down. Um, but otherwise, you know, we've been so fortunate to work with some some great people. In, um, both, you know, we've got a great network here in, in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane, where, you know, fortunately we've, we're, we've managed to, you know, be a part of the lists of a lot of, great restaurants and wine bars and um yeah a little bit of distribution um outside of australia as well so uk they believe uk and hong kong and
2: um yeah uh, japan in my memory and, and it could be faulty <laughs> uh, it says that you used to be exporting to singapore and, and were very successful there that that's come off the list
1: um th- a long time ago um not in recent times I no think, no not ago. recent times uh, yeah i think that would have been some years ago um but i think that was yeah that was before i think mum was making the wine i think this may have been many <laughs> yeah, many years ago
0: <laughs> now just... so I
1: think, yeah the, the dynamic sort of changed over there so we probably probably need to g- get back over there but um currently with the way uh the last few vintages have been, the supplies have been so small, so we'll probably try and stick to Australia. for (laughs) for a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I reckon one of the interesting things, um, from my perspective, would be that, okay, you and your mum uh, clearly got an um, Indian background. There's also another fellow out on Meekins Road who's uh, at Nazare, Indian background. I reckon you guys are just about the only winemakers i'm aware of certainly in australia who've got that strong indian heritage uh, i might be wrong there but that you da- there's not something yeah. you see a lot of
1: no not at all and we all managed to be on the peninsula yes <laughs> there must be something here that attracts us yeah it was just <laughs> and happens to be at, at similar times as well um it's just that i don't think that i mean in being of Indian, um, you know, heritage, wine isn't a big thing or wasn't mm. a big thing back in India. You know, when when before my parents sort of emigrated here, um, the culture is is um, changing over there too. I think a lot of uh, French houses have gone in, and there is they're, they're sort of starting their local production they're at a very different level to you know what we're doing here, of course. But um, I think you know as that. As as sort of tastes change, I I think you know there's wine will be more in the vernacular going forward over in India um, than it probably was thirty years ago. You know, it was definitely uh, the place for for beers and, and scotch whiskey and not much else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Now, I, I was going to use that as a bit of a link because uh, you've got some pop up restaurants there through Biji Dining, which uh, I think is Harry yeah. Mangot, and and some of those coming up uh, September through through to December. What what Can you tell us about those, Rowan?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited to have Harry back. Um, You know, Harry's a good family friend of ours. So um, Harry's been doing it. pop-ups the last few years, and and thankfully he's back again this year. Um, Harry and Sandy are starting, effectively started last weekend, um, and we'll be putting together a a nice little menu um, every weekend. So we'll be serving lunch every weekend through to the end of December with Harry and Sandy, and then we'll have another guest chef uh, friend join us in in January, and we'll, we'll share some more details about that soon. But... What Harry's doing is, you know, Harry's philosophy on, on food is very similar to our philosophy on wine. You know, it's about it's about the produce and, and looking at, you know, for him, you know, he's doing a lot of his own foraging. So he's foraging on the farm um, different ingredients like some of the nasturtium um, and I think there's some wild fennel and other things and, and looking at Australian native ingredients and bringing those together with whatever's seasonal um, and putting together a little sort of set, set menu. Um his, you know, his background in food is, you know, he's he's worked at Jackalope historically, so he's got that European training, but mm-hmm. he's also, you know, in this concept, he's bringing together a lot of those Indian flavors. So it's a it's a really great combination. Um, so it's a little four course menu. It's um, ninety five dollars a head, um, and I can give you guys a bit of a maybe I can put some. Imagery in your heads around you know what's on offer. So That'd be nice. you'll start you'll start the meal with you know a few little snacks. So they've got this beautiful um, naga pork sausage with you know pickled onion and mint. So naga or naga land is a part of India that's in the northeast. Um, and you know the food influence in the northeast is actually um, you get a lot of fermented dishes, a lot of soy. Um, so you know you're getting a lot of those. It's a sort of a meld of. What you know is traditional Indian, with also like some of those Asian flavors. Yeah. Um, so he's bringing all these different parts of India together. So you're getting a little bit of naga salsa, you're getting a sardine with a little bow spinach and a potato tiki and some you know um, barbecue pumpkin with tamarind and fermented chilli. So li- a few little snacks to start with.
0: And what would you um, what would the, you uh, recommend to drink with that of of your wines uh, with with yeah. uh, you know lively snacks like those?
1: Definitely, I think. I think the skin contact Pinot Gris would go amazingly, okay. or even the classic with that great acidity. So, yep. you know, something with that texture would really, really bring out those flavors. And, you know, for example, you've got some of those fermented chili in some of those dishes, which really bring out the sweet, the fruit sweetness in, in the wines as well. So they, they work together and pair really well. And that was part of what we wanted to do, was really showcase, you know, how wine can pair with some of these Indian flavors um, because they're both. You know, wine and food can have that complexity in terms of the the nose as well as the textures and and and, and those sorts of things. So, um, we've got we've got some of those snacks. We've got an entree. So, currently, this is the current menu. Yep. Um, we're doing a little Kashmiri lamb harissa, which is like this slow-cooked lamb stew um, with pickled currants and red capsicums on, and served with a little bit of fenugreek roti um, with some cashew cream. And these, are sort of, these dishes are designed to share. So, you know, it, it's about getting together around a table with some mates and just, you know, um, tucking in.
0: Um, and then for main... And, and um, is that, is that a uh, Pinot, Pinot Noir or are you going to go with your Actually, Syrah for those?
1: I think I'd go with the Syrah
0: for that. The, yeah. the,
1: something about the lamb and, you know, that richness that just pairs so beautifully with the Syrah and that you get those white pepper notes and, and spice from the Syrah. So definitely we'd, we'd be we'd be looking at the Syrah with, with the entree there. Um, and then for Maine, we're doing a Spanish mackerel um, with some coconut russum. So it's like a fresh tomatoey coconut broth. Um, served with a few sides. So we've got some roasted carrots, some macadamia, korma, and a little bit of cucumber and chilli, achar, like a pickle. So, again, for that one, I think we'd be bringing out maybe the Chardonnay that we've just released. So we've got our a, a, a new 21 vintage Amruth Chardonnay. It just has this beautiful, crisp um, backbone, really nice acidity, which I think would pair really well with the Spanish mackerel. Mm.
2: Um sounding great. Oh you know. yeah, we
0: I'm impressed so far. We're taking notes uh, <laughs> yeah. judiciously here.
1: And and last but not least, you know, desserts are a big part of I think Indian culture, so you have got to have a good dessert, right? So, um Harry Harry doing a he's doing this beautiful yogurt custard parfait with this chamomile and burnt ginger and he's making his own like burnt ginger marshmallow. So, um I, I, from a little bit
2: of that I could have eaten at least two bowls of that so that was <laughs> delicious and yeah. I think a, a
0: great way to sort of finish off the afternoon so and you um, go with, what a I Moscato have, or something with that what, what would you do we've got
1: yeah we've got a I've got a little um I've got a little sparkling or a Moscato. We're oh, doing okay. this. Um, I made a really small batch um, Chardonnay-based, uh, like pet nat sparkling, which has that little bit of sweetness to it, which would just you know, it's got that nice, I said, great little bit of sweetness. I think that would pair beautifully
0: with the dessert. Okay, and uh, so you better mention something about that uh, the the pet nat because that's becoming. Um, a new, uh, almost like a new thing and uh, for some of the, the yo- younger people <laughs> getting involved in wine that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this was, this was sort of uh,
0: my sort of project just to make something <laughs> a little bit different. So um, we made, this
2: is from a couple of years ago. Um, again, uh,
1: the fruits from Balnaring, um, you know, beautiful cool climate fruit, um, We we barrel fermented it for a couple of months before bottling, so it's got that nice texture through that barrel fermentation process, and then you know into bottle, um, and it's, we probably put it away for for eight, oh, how long now? Hmm. Maybe it's been over a year, so we okay. put it away for over a year. We're just about to. This is so the we are, I only made. Ooh, maybe like 30 or 40 dozen which is just really for the for the pop-ups and through the cellar door so if you want to try a little bit of it um you'll have to come down to the cellar door for
0: sure <laughs> <laughs> fantastic look right, right, it sounds uh absolutely fantastic so i hope our listeners are really interested so there's something going on pretty much every weekend up till christmas would that be right
1: that's right, yeah. So the guys will be here, um, you know, cooking up a storm every weekend up until then. Um, and I just might mention there's also some special guest friends of ours that will also join Harry over the season. So, um, you know, we've got we've got a few of these guys coming down over the next. I think the first one might be Peter Gunn from the Ides, from Melbourne, joining Harry on the 25th. So these are usually going to be on Sunday. Um Sorry, twenty fifth of September, yep. and every couple of weeks, just keep a keep a lookout on on socials and so forth. But um, some great, you know, friends of both Harry and mine. You know, we, um, we've got um, Zachary first from from um, Bar Liberty. We've got um, our good friend Simone Watts coming down from Barragunda as well. Oh, wow. um, i probably uh, we've got uh, Ross Manier from Sarai um, in town as well in October, and then we're we're finishing up with um, on the last day, which is of Harry's season on the eighteenth. Um, we've got the crew from Hope Street Radio um, coming down to cook up the storm with Harry, which will be absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, keep a lookout for those special special lunches as well, um, as well as. Uh, our but you know, if you can't make those, Harry and Sandy are here every weekend for the for the till till the end of December. So
2: you're managing yep. to keep Dad out of the kitchen, bro. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just shoving him <laughs> off to Somerville. <laughs> <Summable? laughs> <laughs> Exactly. We're just kind of.
1: Uh, I think. I think he's happy to happy to hang up the chef's coat. To be honest, uh, we're <laughs> keeping him busy on the farm. <laughs> he's, out, he's helping us out there. He's uh, you know doing doing the weeding and spraying on the tractor.
0: <laughs> so the cell- cellar door is open every weekend, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. A- and cellar door is open food? every weekend, and lunch is open every weekend. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, just just mention too that uh, through Gourmet Travel you picked up uh, a very nice uh, award as uh, best uh, small cellar door on, on the Moynton Peninsula for 2022, which is a nice little feather in the cap thank as you. well.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, very, very chuffed to, to have that and be recognised. So, you know, big thank you to the to the Gourmet Traveller team for sure.
0: Absolutely. Ralph, it's been fantastic chatting with you. Appreciate your time. And uh, oh, I mean, Kevin's only about 10 minutes away. He'll, he'll be down there at some point <laughs> for sure. And um, <laughs> I'll make a special trip to. as well. I'm 15 minutes away. <laughs> Mate, great chatting with you. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, lovely to hear from you, right?